Hello everyone and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I am Mike Hancock and we are getting geared up for what will be a tremendous game number two on Saturday night in Rock City. Saturday Night Lax is back at First Ontario Centre as it is game number two of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Toronto Rock and the Buffalo Bandits. Of course, everybody in the lacrosse world saw game number one on Sunday night on TSN down in Buffalo, or perhaps you were lucky enough to head down to Buffalo to join us in person and experience a great atmosphere down there and just a fantastic lacrosse game. Unfortunately for your Toronto Rock, of course, we came out on the short end of an 18-17 decision but wow, what a game on Sunday night. And I am sure we, we will be treated to another instant classic coming up here on Saturday night when these two teams meet again. The best of three Eastern Conference final. The Rock, their backs are against the wall. It is do or die, a must-win situation. If the Rock are able to win that game, they will in fact force a game number three back in Buffalo on Saturday, May the 28th. It will be a deciding Game number three with the winner of that moving on to the NLL Cup, which is, of course, also a best of three final. To kick off the show today, though, we are going to jump right into our interview with Toronto Rock head coach, Matt Sawyer. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. Mike Hancock, along with the head coach of the Toronto Rock, Matt Sawyer. Matty, how are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm doing great. Thanks. Well, that's good to hear because uh, everybody in Rock City were excited about this game on Saturday night, and I'm sure the players and staff uh, sharing that excitement. It's uh, another chance to play at home, another opportunity uh, to get together and, and play this great game. And uh, despite the fact the team is down one nothing, I think um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'd say the confidence level is still quite high here and, and probably not really changed much from game one. No, you know, um, you got to be confident at, uh, at at all times, right? And uh, um, one thing that we stress, this is going to be, uh, um, I guess, our 21st game, right? And, and um, you know, so you draw your um, experiences and, and your confidence uh, um, from the 20 previous year. And, um, you know, we've been through a lot uh, uh, throughout the season. And, um, you know, this is just uh, another week for us. Uh, approach it no differently than than we have um you know each and uh, every game before and, and that's with the intention of being at your best and going out and uh, and uh, getting a win which is um you know what uh, what we're focused on for saturday night something i've been kind of thinking throughout the week is that you know this game was amazing last sunday 18 17 it yeah. had everything you wanted in a lacrosse game all the lead changes the runs the excitement the emotion uh playoff battle two great rivals all those things two great teams um, but is it also safe to say that you don't think either team really gained or lost momentum either with a game like that? I mean, yes, absolutely. You see, it's one nothing in the series for Buffalo. So you'd have to say perhaps they have a bit of momentum coming in this game or, or perhaps just the fact they have the opportunity to close it out. But in that game, the way it went, like it felt like, I know, I think we've talked about it too. If there was five minutes, the game might've been 22, 21. Like, you know, it, neither team could really stop the bleeding. It wasn't really like... Either team did anything exceptionally well, I guess you could say, even to, to set the tone for game two. Um, yeah, fair. I, I would think both uh, um, both offensive coaches felt they did something well in that <laughs> okay, game. Fair, but, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know if uh, uh, momentum uh, transfers uh, from, from game to game. Like, uh, 
um, you know, this is going to be the fifth time that uh, we played them. Um, there's uh, we're two and two. We've had all different kinds of games, and uh, um, within those uh, those four, um, you know, the uh, last time we met in the regular season, it was five one at the half, and then. Uh, um, you know, this game's 18-17. So we just, uh, um, I'm sure uh, uh, Saturday night will be something uh, different than we've seen up to this point. And, and you just need to be uh, prepared to play whatever uh, kind of uh, game you have to in order to be successful. Obviously, uh, um, this is one that uh, that we need to have. And, and maybe, um, you know, they got a leg up uh, in a short series being up one nothing, But uh, we feel good about um, what happened in that game in a lot of areas. And... Uh, have identified uh, uh, the spots where uh, we can get better, and and we got lots of confidence coming in here Saturday night, and opportunity to play in front of our own fans and play at home where we've uh, been pretty successful. So that's uh, that's the plan. Was there ever a point in time in that game uh, on Sunday in game number one that you felt that maybe your team had taken control of the game? I, I mean, for me, I thought maybe at fourteen twelve, I sure. think it was in the fourth quarter. It seemed finally like okay, we've weathered many storms here in this game. We've pushed back, that kind of thing, that, you know, with what was left on the clock at that point, too, to be up 14-12. Um, I don't know. Was there a point in time where you thought, okay, maybe maybe this thing is is going to end in our favor? Well, um, you know, you had to be feeling good about things there because you, you mentioned 14-12. We were down 12-8, uh, uh, right? So we go on a, on a six-goal run, but... Um, you know, up until that point, there was all kinds of, uh, of swings in the game, and and you know you don't feel like you're in control there. You feel like you're in a good spot, but uh, um, there was lots of uh, lacrosse left to play, and and they got the 13th and 14th soon after that, right? So in the blink of an eye, uh, uh, the game's tied up again. I thought early, um, I guess it'd probably be a midpoint of uh, of the second. Not that you're you're in control at that point, but we were down five two, and then we take it to seven five, and I thought defensively and, and, and uh, goalie-wise, we were doing some good things and making it tough on them offensively. We kind of had a little bit of momentum within the game, uh, scoring five in a row. And I thought right there, there was two or three minutes where just uh, um, we could have been a bit uh, bit better up front, um, slowed the pace a bit uh, as far as uh, taking control of that uh, that game going in the into the half. And then uh, we kind of uh, squandered that. and. We're going to the half 10 eight, I believe. We got one uh, one late on the six on five. So there was a moment uh, for about four or five minutes where I thought we could have been a bit sharper and maybe uh, maybe giving ourselves a you know a lead uh, going into the half. And you talked about how the offensive coach is probably very happy with uh, you know scoring 18 and 17 goals respectfully, um, <clears throat> but I don't know. Like, is this a game where? You know, you sit back and, and look at the defensive effort and you just have to say, these guys are the best lacrosse players in the world and they're going to score goals, right? Maybe you don't expect, obviously, for 35 goals in a playoff game, but, you know, is it just a point where it's at somewhere along the lines you just kind of have to tip your cap and say, these guys are going to make great plays and, and it may not you know, be possible to defend some of these things as much as maybe fans don't want to hear that, or it may not really be possible or the, the shooters, the offensive players truly have an advantage sometimes and they take advantage of it and they score. Yeah. You know, like we like to think that, uh, and being coaches that you can defend everything. Right. Um, 
what you need to do there is but you get to this point um, and you got the two best teams playing in the east there's all kinds of uh, all kinds of talent on the floor in, in all areas right so uh, what you need to do and and try to do is um, limit the quality of their uh, uh, of their chances and um, this is lacrosse we're playing here right so a successful night from a defensive unit and a or a goaltender, uh, a lot of times you're allowing 11 and, or, or 12. So you're going to get scored on. Um, what we need to uh, uh, to do a better job of is, um, you know, limiting their the, the quality of their opportunities, like I said, but also finding a way to stop those runs. Um, they had uh, they had three runs within that game. Uh, two of them were five-goal runs, and, and one was uh, three. So... Uh, they got 13 goals in in about 12 and a half minutes of game time, right? So we need to uh, um, find a way to kind of slow that momentum within those runs. We had the same thing, right? It's just theirs was uh, uh, one goal, uh, um, you know, one more goal in that uh, uh, in that run. So uh, having said that, there's your uh, your positive from uh, our standpoint all year. One of our strengths has been our goaltending and our uh, defense. Um, so you have to feel that that's going to correct itself, uh, um, you know, with study and preparation. And uh, we're going to focus on the uh, the 47 minutes of that game where we gave up five. So uh, if we can um, do a better job in those areas, the numbers should come down. Now, I'm not, like you say there, the numbers should come down. I'm not asking you to make a prediction, but is that you and your gut basically telling you that this is just going to be a lower scoring game? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a total guess. I think I made the, the comment earlier. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if it's uh, uh, eight eight six. But that that really that's irrelevant. If it's a fifteen fourteen game, you need to be uh, uh, prepared. And that's not just your offense outscoring them, right? Like uh, um, I said, you're you're going to get scored on. So you have to find a way to um, to buckle down and be consistent in in key moments and. This game will be close, it will be hard fought, and it will be tight to the end. Um, what's the score going to be? That's just a, um, you know, a total guess. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll see, and uh, you just have to be prepared for whatever hand you're dealt. And uh, we plan to make uh, improvements in, in all areas, and, and we're talking about uh, offensively. We'd be uh, um, encouraged, satisfied, happy with uh, whatever your uh, uh, term you want to use with that uh, performance, but we felt we could have uh, we could have been better, and that's not necessarily getting more goals. It's um, you know uh, just be uh, be smarter in certain situations and uh, uh, know that we're going to get opportunities against their defense and their goalie. Sometimes we need to extend that play clock. Now at the National Lacrosse League level, you've got a lot of guys who are playing in you know their first or maybe second or third playoff game in this league i mean how impressed have you been by some of these young guys who are stepping in and you know we we haven't talked a lot about a guy like phil mazuka you know he's a guy pure rookie in this league right now and he's in there playing in uh, high pressure situations i know i took a few moments during the game to kind of watch him closely on some particular shifts right and just think like what's got to be going through his head right now yeah. he's got you know 10 11 000 people all dressed in orange going crazy around him and he's checking you know some of the best players in the world that a year ago he was the guy sitting in the stands watching this you know like uh maybe just talk about some of that uh you know the the maturity that a lot of these guys are showing in their first trip through the playoffs yeah for um for sure you mentioned phil and and you know you go uh you go deeper and, and you look at uh, Zach Manns, right? Uh, um, his first opportunity to play in the playoffs, and he's got six, uh, six goals in two games. And uh, 
uh, you know, a Jamison Dilks who doesn't get uh, mentioned much, and uh, if you're watching the game, you don't notice him a lot. From uh, and from his standpoint, that's a good thing, uh, being a defender and and being on some of the tough checks. So uh, he's given us good quality minutes. And uh, um, Justin Scott, you could go on and on. He gets thrown into that situation there and, and finds a way to get two goals and help us offensively. So it is. Um, how do I put it? You know, it, it's expected. Like these guys have, uh, um, you know, been put in uh, situations throughout the regular season, uh, and um, you know, now is uh, uh, the kind of the training and the work and and all the preparation goes into this kind of moment. But uh, really, for them, they can't think about it too much. You just need to go out there and and uh, and play the game. If you get caught up in the moment a little bit, it's going to uh, affect your uh, your performance. But um, you know, it's something that uh, uh, we expect them to be even better on Saturday night, and uh, they continue to, uh, um, you know, to thrive in, in every situation we throw at them, uh, no matter how big it is. You mentioned Justin Scott there. His <clears throat> goals, like that one shot that went over, I guess, Vino's left shoulder when he kind of shot it, I guess, a little bit from the wrong side there across. Yeah. Like sneaky, like he, he, I remember there was a game – I think it was maybe against Georgia. I think was he in that game in in Hamilton? Anyways, there was a game earlier he was in. I remember he just hit the post, and it was like you could just see he's got this rocket of a shot that he hasn't had the opportunity to get it off very much. But he had a couple of chances on on the weekend in game one, and he and he made good. Like it, is is he kind of this potentially again under the radar? could be kind of like sneaky good secret <laughs> weapon here because you know when you see a guy like that shoot the ball like that you're you're kind of like whoa Justin Scott like you know you haven't heard a lot about this guy it wasn't like he was a top draft pick or anything he's a free agent signing a guy that I know you had your eye on in the summer playing for the Oakville Rock and and whatnot and uh, he comes in and you know produces in a playoff game after he didn't play in game number one um is he kind of like a little bit of a sneaky secret weapon here? Well, I don't know about a secret <laughs> weapon, but you know he's uh, uh, one of our three offensive uh, of offensive lefties. So um, you know he uh, uh, he can shoot the ball as you as you've uh, mentioned. Um, we've seen that uh, uh, throughout the year in practice and, and previously uh, playing in the summers in Oakville. And uh, you know it's just. Uh, an opportunity here for him. Um, he's had some moments throughout the uh, the regular season, but uh, you know he, he's uh, he's figuring it out as we go here, kind of on the fly. And this is a uh, a real tough league to come in and and um, have an impact and play immediately. And and Justin has put the uh, the work on uh, in all throughout the season. And um, you know that's similar to the path that we've taken with a lot of players here, offensively and defensively. And and um, you know, you prepare them for a big game or a big moment, and it just happens here with uh, uh, with our injury to uh, Reed Reinholdt that uh, Justin's getting his, um, you know, here in the in the playoffs on the kind of biggest stage, and uh, he's a, a pretty um, uh, cool personality as far as uh, laid back, and not a lot uh, seems to uh, phase him. So um, he's got a lot of things going for him to be uh, even better on uh, on Saturday night, but. It was good to see for him, for sure. He's put a lot of work in. Absolutely, and I think, uh, I know I was maybe trying to develop a storyline there about a secret weapon, but yeah. maybe it didn't work Covert. just yet. I just think, like, you mentioned him having kind of this laid-back kind of personality, and it's almost like 
sometimes you kind of see that that's almost his personality on the floor, right? That, yeah. and he just like, you know, he ripped those shots and it's just a matter of, you know, getting, you know, uh, you know, on the totem pole, I guess you could say he's not really the, the guy who's going to be taking a lot of shots right on offense. So when he gets them, he's got to take advantage of it. Right. And I think he, he certainly did that. He did. And that's, uh, that's something that we work on with him and, and with every uh, young guy, Zach Mann's no different. Dan Craig as well. Um, be assertive, be sure of yourself. And when those opportunities uh, present themselves, don't second guess, just go out and do what you've done to this point uh, in your lacrosse career or in practice, in preparation, whatever. So, um, you know, that's something that uh, young, especially offensive players in this league, uh, you know, that's something that sometimes it takes a little bit of time to, do, to uh, develop. But if that shot presents itself and you're on the floor, we don't care if it's Tom, we don't care if it's, uh, um, you know, a practice roster call-up. If it presents itself, you need to be uh, willing to just take it and or take it to the net and, and whatever it might be. We're talking about his uh, his outside shot and a couple of uh, looks that he had, but we also felt that he was a real tough check for some of their uh, defenders and, and had two or three other real good opportunities getting to the net. So um, that's something that we'll drive home with him. Um, general health of the squad here going into game two, do we anticipate any uh, changes? Are there any guys we're keeping an eye on here? No, like uh, we're good. We're good and healthy and had a good week here of uh, – um, you know, kind of, I guess, rest recovery is uh, uh, getting late in the season. Really, the only uh, issue we have right now is, uh, you know, Reed Reinholtz being, he's on our uh, IR and uh, he's working towards getting back. But as far as guys who played last week, uh, we're good to go. All right. Well, Rock City, you heard it. We're good to go. All right, Maddie. Well, uh, thanks a lot for taking some time to join us. Good luck on Saturday. And uh, hopefully we're talking about game three in Bandit Land next week. Sounds good. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> All right. That was Matt Sawyer, head coach of the Toronto Rock. We'll take a short break and be back to wrap up Toronto Rock Total Access in a moment. Back to wrap up Toronto Rock Total Access. Have to thank our guest this week, Toronto Rock head coach Matt Sawyer, for jumping in and Having a chat with us, quite candidly, I must say, about game number one of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Toronto Rock and Buffalo Bandits and just sharing his insights on what he thought about game number one and what he anticipates happening in game number two, of course, coming up on Saturday night at First Ontario Centre, 7 o'clock game time. It will also be broadcast live on TSN 1 and 4, as well as TSN Direct. So there is no way that you can miss this one coming up on Saturday night. Also, we have to mention that we are doing the pregame party in the Rock Garden on Saturday night, 4 to 6 p.m. Weather permitting, it will be outside at the corner of Bay and York. If not, it will move inside underground into the event space at First Ontario Centre if uh, Mother Nature doesn't cooperate with us uh, between 4 and 6 p.m. on Saturday. So a great reason to get down and check things out. Bounce 102.9 will be live to air for the entire 4 to 6, two-hour pregame party in the Rock Garden. So you'll want to come down and meet Sonny from the morning show on Bounce 102.9. Also, the Hamilton Tiger Cats will be there. And we have some other fun things coming up that we'll announce uh, in the next 24 hours or so. As well, uh, we'll have the Rock Inflatable there, some giveaways, some games. Scott Fox will be there doing trivia, giving away some prizes. The Rock City Dancers will be there. It'll be a great way for you to get primed for 
The big game, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, between the Buffalo Bandits and the Toronto Rock. Great ticket options are still available. Of course, you can put down a $50 seat deposit on a 22-23 season membership, and that will get you a free ticket to Saturday night's game, and it will also make sure that you are on your way to never missing another game in Rock City once you get that season membership locked in. So a great incentive being offered right now. Put down that seat deposit and get a free ticket to Saturday night's Eastern Conference Final Game number 2. So if you want four season memberships for next year, four $50 seat deposits, four free tickets to the game. A lot of people have taken advantage of this. Of course, they've loved what they've seen in Rock City. They want to be a part of it next year. I'm sure you do too if you're not already a season member. So there's a great incentive for you to jump in and become a, a Toronto Rock season member and, like I said, never miss a game in Rock City. So you can find all that information at torontorock.com as well. You can also call our ticket office Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, at 416-596-3075. Tickets for Saturday's game will also be on sale right up until game time at the box office at First Ontario Centre. So if you are a last-minute shopper, don't worry. You can head down and pick up your ticket right before the game and head on in and cheer the Rock on to a Game 2 victory. And that means they will force Game number 3 back in Buffalo on Saturday, May the 28th. And uh, all of it's going to be on TSN as well. So some great stuff coming up. I think that will about wrap things up for this edition of the podcast. i got to thank, uh, once again, Matty Sawyer for stopping in. And Rock City, we got to thank you. Felt that love down in Buffalo last week. And, of course, we'll feel it even more this Saturday night, Eastern Conference Finals, game number two at First Ontario Centre. So in the meantime and in between time, that's it. That's all. Another edition of Toronto Rock Total Access is over and done with. We will chat next week. 